Good morning and welcome to the Pentecost Sunday service at St. John Lutheran Church in Priestville on the 31st of May, the year of our Lord, 2020. Mercy, grace and peace to you from God the Father, God the Son and God the Holy Spirit. Amen. Let us humbly confess our sins before Almighty God. Almighty and most merciful Father, we have erred and strayed from your ways like lost sheep. We have followed too much the devices and desires of our own hearts. We have offended against your holy law. We have resisted your Holy Spirit. We have grieved him in so many ways. We have quenched him by our thoughts, words and deeds and we have neglected the love for our neighbours that you require from us. Yet, Lord, you come to us as our merciful and loving Father. Forgive us, O Lord, cleanse us from our unrighteousness, and lead us by your Holy Spirit in newness of life, for the sake of your Son, our Saviour, Jesus Christ. Amen. If we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. But if we confess our sins, God is faithful and just to forgive us our sins. On the authority of the Word of God, I therefore declare to you the full, perfect and complete forgiveness of all your sins in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.
morning is from the book of Numbers, chapter 11, verses 24 to 30. So Moses went out and told the people the words of the Lord, and he gathered 70 men of the elders of the people and placed them around the tent. Then the Lord came down in the cloud and spoke to him and took some of the spirit that was on him and put it on the 70 elders. And as soon as the spirit rested on them, they prophesied. But they did not continue doing it. Now two men remained in the camp, one named Eldad and the other named Medad, and the spirit rested on them. They were among those registered, but they had not gone to the tent, and so they prophesied in the camp. And a young man ran and told Moses, Eldad and Medad are prophesying in the camp, and Joshua the son of Nun the assistant of Moses with his youth said, My Lord Moses, stop them. But Moses said to him, Are you jealous for my sake? Would that all the Lord's people were prophets, that the Lord would put his spirit on them. And Moses and the elders of Israel returned to the camp. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The responsive psalm is Psalm 25, 1-15. To you, O Lord, I lift up my soul. O my God, in you I trust. Let me not be put to shame. Let not my enemies exalt over me. Indeed, none who wait for you shall be put to shame. They shall be ashamed, and who are wantonly treacherous. Make me to know your paths, O Lord. Teach me your paths. Lead me in your truth, and teach me, for you are the God of my salvation. For you I wait all the day long. Remember your mercy, O Lord, and your steadfast love, for they have been from of old. Remember not the sins of my youth or my transgressions. According to your steadfast love, remember me, for the sake of your goodness, O Lord. Good and upright is the Lord. Therefore he instructs sinners in the way. He leads the humble in what is right, and teaches the humble his way. All the paths of the Lord are steadfast love and faithfulness to, for those who keep his covenant and his testimonies. For your name's sake, O Lord, pardon my guilt, for it is great. Who is the man who fears the Lord? Him will he instruct in the way that he should choose. His soul shall abide in the well-being, and his offspring shall inherit the land. The friendship of the Lord is for those who fear him, and he makes known to them his covenant. My eyes are ever toward the Lord, for he will pluck my feet out of the net. The second lesson this morning is Acts 2. 1 to 21. When the day of Pentecost arrived, they were all together in one place, and suddenly there came from heaven a sound like a mighty rushing wind, and it filled the entire house where they were sitting, and divided tongues as the fire appeared to them and rested on each one of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Now there were dwelling in Jerusalem Jews, devout men from every nation, under heaven, and at this sound of the multitude came together, and they were bewildered, because each one was hearing them speak in his own language. 
And they were amazed and astonished, saying, Are not all these who are speaking Galileans? And how is that we hear each of us in our own native language, Parthenians and Medes and Elamanites and residents of Mesopotamia, Judea, Cappadocia, Pontus and Asia, Phrygia and Pamphylia, Egypt and the parts of Libya belonging to Cyrene and visitors from Rome, both Jews and proselytes, Cretans and Arabians. We hear them telling in their own tongues the mighty works of God. And all were amazed and perplexed, saying to one another, What does this mean? But others mocking said, They are filled with new wine. Peter's Sermon at Pentecost, where Peter says, But Peter, standing with the eleven, lifted up his voice and addressed them, Men of Judea and all who dwell in Jerusalem, let this be known to you, and give ear to my words. For those people are not drunk, as you suppose, since it is only the third hour of the day. But this is what was uttered through the prophet Joel. And in the last days it shall be, God declares, that I will pour out my spirit on all flesh, and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy, and your young men shall see visions, and your old men shall dream dreams. And even on my male servants and female servants, in those days I will pour out my spirit, and they shall prophesy, and I will show wonders in the heavens above, and signs on the earth below, blood and fire and vapor of smoke. And the sun shall be turned to darkness, and the moon to blood, before the day of the Lord comes, the great and magnificent day. And it shall come to pass that everyone who calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God.
is written in the Gospel according to St. John, the seventh chapter, verses 37 to 39. On the last day of the feast, the great day, Jesus stood up and cried out, If anyone thirsts, let him come to me and drink. Whoever believes in me, as the scripture has says, out of his heart will flow rivers of living water. Now this he said about the Spirit, whom those who believed in him were to receive, for as yet the Spirit had not been given, because Jesus was not yet glorified. The word of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. Let us pray. O thou who camest from above the fire celestial to impart, kindle the flame of sacred love on the mean altar of my heart. There let it for thy glory burn with inextinguishable blaze, and trembling to its source return in humble prayer and fervent praise. Amen. My dear brothers and sisters in Christ, in John 7, we read this morning, in the last day, that great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried, saying, If any man thirst, let him come unto me and drink. He that believeth on me, as the scripture hath said, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. But this spake he of the Spirit, which they that believe on him should receive. For the Holy Ghost was not yet given, because that Jesus was not yet glorified. Previously in John 4, he told the Samaritan woman at the well, Whosoever drinketh of the water that I shall give him shall never thirst, but the water that I give him shall be in him a well of water springing up into everlasting life. Jesus was speaking of Pentecost. Forty days after he rose from the dead, our Savior ascended into heaven. And ten days later, God poured out His Spirit upon all flesh, just as He had promised. Pentecost. Some denominations have awakening meetings every evening of the week leading up to Pentecost Sunday, because sometime in the 1800s this had a very beneficial effect on a congregation somewhere. But nowadays, a handful of people attend these meetings in some instances, this means listening to a thousand-dollar-a-night motivation speaker who equates Jesus with Buddha. Some denominations call themselves Pentecostal and want to glorify the Holy Spirit at the expense of the Father and the Son. They stress that the sign of the indwelling of the Holy Spirit is manifested in all kinds of unique signs and miracles and they especially love the idea of you getting rich by paying them seed faith money. Is that what Pentecost is all about? I think not. Incidentally, this is not true of all Pentecostal churches, by the way. Well then, what is Pentecost about? Well, it's springtime in the Northern Hemisphere and emergency services have their hands full with wildfires, floods and tornadoes, fire, wind and water. People lose property, get injured or even lose their lives. 
So when people think about fire, wind and water, nobody can fault them when these natural phenomena strike fear into their very soul. Oh yes, these phenomena can be very destructive indeed. However, fire, wind and water can be indicative of something, or rather someone, most constructive indeed. Today is Pentecost, the day on which we joyfully commemorate the day of the appearance of tongues as of fire on the heads of the disciples, the sound of a mighty rushing wind and the streams of living water pouring forth from the apostles, the outpouring of God's Holy Spirit upon his church. That's when the Church of Jesus Christ began to take over the world. When God the Holy Spirit instills fiery zeal into the hearts of God's children, the world has no choice but to take notice. Hungry people whose predicament led to suffering, anger and maybe even crime are fed. People who had walked around in rags suddenly find themselves receiving good clothes. Sick people suddenly find caring, loving strangers looking after them. Children living under bridges in boxes find themselves being taken to warm homes where loving, caring folks share food, clothing, medication and the glorious gospel of Jesus Christ with them. Drug and alcohol addicts find deliverance. People who have been despised and rejected suddenly find themselves accepted and loved. God the Holy Spirit convicts you of sin, righteousness and judgment. God the Holy Spirit raises you from spiritual death to new life in Christ. God the Holy Spirit gives you the gift of faith so that you can repent. God the Holy Spirit gives you the gift of faith so that you can believe in Christ. God the Holy Spirit gives you the assurance of salvation. God the Holy Spirit gives you power. The power that enables you to love God, the power to share His gospel without fear, the power to do the good works that God has prepared for you to do. And when He does that, Things start happening, as I've just, just mentioned. As Christ told his disciples, ye shall receive power, after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you, and ye shall be witnesses unto me, both in Jerusalem, and in all Judea, and in Samaria, and unto the uttermost parts of the earth, Acts 1 verse 8. That is one of the reasons why the early church blossomed, in fact exploded. One can't imagine what it must have been on the day of Pentecost when the church of 120 members ended at 3,000 and then it just kept on growing and growing day after day. What are the signs that the Holy Spirit is at work? There are entire denominations that believe that this, the sign of the Holy Spirit's working is that people speak in what they call tongues. 
Oh yes, the word of God does say they shall speak with new tongues. But where is the fruit? During the Irish revival just over a century ago, a shipyard supervisor who had been able to let foul language roll off his tongue for minutes on end without repeating one of them, received a visit from someone who had known him before the revival started. Can you still swear so well? He was asked. Swearing is something nobody does well, the man replied. And now I can't swear at all. God has given me a new tongue. Now that I'm sure makes much more sense. During that time, the Welsh economy took a bit of a knock. The theatres, bars, gambling halls and brothels all closed down. On a lighter note, work in the mines slowed at first because the ponies that pulled the coal trolleys weren't used to not being sworn at or being beaten. Aha! The Holy Spirit was at work. What happens when the Holy Spirit is at work in the church? Where the Holy Spirit is at work in the church, the Word of God is preached, it is proclaimed. In legal terms, the Word, only the Word and nothing but the Word. Where the Holy Spirit is at work in the church, the sacraments are administered in accordance with the Gospel. Where the Holy Spirit is at work in the church, its members experience the freedom that He gives. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. 2 Corinthians 3.17 Where the Holy Spirit is at work in the church, the church is at work. The community hears, sees and experiences it. Where the Holy Spirit is at work in the church, its members are known by a very distinct characteristic. One about which Paul writes to the Galatians, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Now, this shouldn't be the case during Pentecost only, but throughout the year, throughout the years, in fact. Does the law of God have something to say about Pentecost? Oh, yes, indeed. The law of God has plenty to say to you today on this Pentecost Sunday. Now, firstly, the sin against the Holy Spirit. All sin is sin against the Holy Spirit, as each and every sin is committed against the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Does this now mean that you and I are wasting our time reading our Bibles and praying that we're doomed to hell for all of eternity? Praise God! No! You see, the sin against the Holy Spirit is specifically blasphemy against the Holy Spirit. After witnessing the power of Christ in the healing of a demon-possessed man, the scribes and the Pharisees made comments like, It's only by Beelzebub. Or, by the prince of demons, he casts out the demons. That's Matthew 12 and Mark 3. The scribes and Pharisees actively rejected the grace of God 
revealed in Jesus Christ. They attributed Jesus' works to the power of the devil. They weren't just doubting or even denying the truth. Instead, they were blatantly and wickedly contradicting what they had seen with their own eyes. And for that, there's no forgiveness. What does this mean for you? If you're afraid that you might have committed this sin against the Holy Spirit, take on. You haven't. Otherwise, you would not have been listening to the sermon. You wouldn't be here. Secondly, forgivable sins against the Holy Spirit. As I said just now, all sin against God is against all three persons of the Trinity, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Now the Bible specifically mentions sins against the Holy Spirit that are quite forgivable. Resisting the Holy Spirit, Acts 7.51. Grieving the Holy Spirit, Ephesians 4.30. And quenching the Holy Spirit, 1 Thessalonians 5.19. Now just as confidently as I can state that you who fear that you might have committed the sin against the Holy Spirit, have not done so. I can state that you and I too, make no mistake, are guilty of all other sins committed against the Most High, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Take on though. If we confess our sins, God is faithful and just to forgive you your sins. And the blood of His Son, Christ Jesus our Lord, cleanses you from all iniquity. Now, what now if you feel that you have resisted, grieved, and quenched the Holy Spirit? Well, the first bit of good news is, He hasn't left you. The second bit of good news is, your Heavenly Father has promised that if you ask Him for the Holy Spirit, actually being a Christian, more of the Holy Spirit, you need but ask Him, Luke 11, 13. make of all these things in closing. That first Pentecost was a season of great rejoicing for the church even amid persecution and strife. The church grew with leaps and bounds and wherever the Christians were dispersed they kept on spreading the gospel and changing lives. This Pentecost I want to urge you to actively do what Paul writes in Philippians 4 4 and Rejoice in the Lord always, and again I say, rejoice. Why? Well, God the Holy Spirit has given you the new birth in Christ. God the Holy Spirit is in you. After all, nobody can acknowledge that Christ is of God without the Holy Spirit. God the Holy Spirit will lead you in all truth. God the Holy Spirit will lead you in righteousness, and holy living. God the Holy Spirit will give you power to bear fruit in abundance. After all, that is what Christ has chosen you for, to bear fruit in abundance. He made it all possible by giving you Pentecost. Jesus promises you today, whosoever drinketh of the water that I shall give him shall never thirst, but the water that I shall give him shall be in him a well of water springing up into everlasting life. As he says in Psalm 81 verse 10, I am the Lord thy God, who led thee out of the land of Egypt, 
open thy mouth wide, and I shall fill it. Amen.
Let us confess our faith in the words of the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, Creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, God's only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day he rose again. He ascended into heaven. He is seated at the right hand of the Father, and he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Almighty God, you have blessed us in love with the Saviour, to whom the nations cry, and in whom is forgiveness of sins, life, and salvation. Grant to us your Holy Spirit, the Comforter whom you have promised, that we and all who call upon his name shall be saved. Help us to treasure in our hearts your mercy, and to give ourselves fully to your service. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Almighty God, you delivered your word through Moses and the prophets, and fulfilled your word in Christ. He was planted in death for our sins and raised for our justification, and in him shall all the nations of the earth be united. Give us pastors who will preach this word faithfully, and church workers who are devoted to your service. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Almighty God, you have promised the thirsty will drink, and from the empty will flow forth rivers of living water. Help us to show forth in holy lives the fruit of the Spirit, and to live with love toward our neighbor. Give us a servant's heart that does not seek our own way, but walks on the path of eternal life. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Almighty God, you have promised to make one people from the many. Take from us all pride, prejudice, and hate, that we may not hinder the cause of the gospel by our shame, but give welcome to all people in the name of Christ. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Almighty God, have mercy and spare us. Put an end to the pandemic and restore the communities of the world to their common life. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Almighty God, you breathe hope into the weary and renew your church by your grace. Bless newly planted congregations that they may endure. Guide established congregations that they may not lose heart and build up our church that our zeal for your kingdom may not flag but flourish and prosper according to your will. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Almighty God, you carry the burdens of our lives in your hands. Deliver from illness and suffering all who cry to you for release. Hear us on behalf of the sick, the dying, and those who mourn. Answer your people, O Lord, and deliver them from their infirmities and their grief by your grace. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. 
Almighty God, hear your people for the sake of him who loved us even to death, and who lives to call to himself all who will be saved. You know that we need, and those things we should ask in your name, grant them to us for the sake of our crucified, risen, and ascended Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory, for ever and ever. Amen.